0: Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake. I like video games, too. And this is the long-awaited new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Hey, I like that game. Hey, no jingles because it ain't ain't an episode game. Uh,
1: This ain't a a real episode. This this is is a
0: fake episode. This is a figment of your imagination. Tony and I do not actually exist. We're a projection right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is
1: this episode is Tony was frustrated because his computer broke and had to make <laughs>
0: and had to record something. <laughs> but the good news is, Tony, yours is going to be up and running pretty soon. Yeah, pretty soon. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Unless there's any
1: ghosts uh, haunting this computer. It's <laughs> that's
0: I, that's always what I figured Ghost in the Machine was when I watched iRobot. <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> well, um, well, last episode we talked about putting out a um an episode talking about the Nuzlocke League that mm-hmm. we're in, and you know we- that never happened because my computer broke. Um, and now we've completed season two, Jake, and I, I wanted to make sure that we could talk about it because it's this is a cool thing that we're it's doing. It's been
0: so fun doing this Nuzlocke League, and it's just mm-hmm. like such an intensely. Nerdy way of playing Pokemon that I can't talk about it to normal company. <laughs> well, Jake,
1: our listeners are not normal company. Can you, company. Yes, <laughs> can you give us an overview, Yes, absolutely. Can you give us an overview what what Nuzlocking is and what we're doing?
0: Nuzlocking is a a series of self-imposed rules uh, for a Pokemon playthrough. You must, you can only catch the first pokemon you encounter in an area so there is a cap on pokemon you can catch if a pokemon is fainted you treat that as permadeath and they are released and the other like fun one is you have to nickname all your pokemon so those are like the core rules of a nuzlocke and then we have a friend a friend of yours who does um randomizers so we did a playthrough of it was fire red correct
1: Yes, Fire Red was the first season one
0: with season one where the encounters were randomized and then season trainers. Two. Oh, the end well, So yeah.
1: yeah, so it's like so season one was Fire Red randomized encounters, mm-hmm. uh, randomized
0: trainers,
1: and randomized items. Oh, right, um, the items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it made for really just wacky, wacky runs, um, and the the kind of the wrinkle to the next season that we did which was heart gold soul silver was we added random moves mm-hmm. which i was not a believer in I- i'll tell you i'll tell you right now I, we i'm our, right
0: there with you when we
1: had our kind of meeting of the minds uh before we launched into season two i was kind of on the side of not doing random moves um and i was wrong i think random moves makes for a fantastic experience i had i had a very Um,
0: good time with it too
1: it's it is so interesting so so what random moves uh ends up meeting is that whenever you capture a pokemon they're guaranteed to have four moves already those moves and the moves that they learn um over the course of leveling are randomized Um, there is a like logic to it where you can set uh, a certain percentage of moves that a Pokemon will learn are quote unquote good moves mm-hmm. um and there's are, there are certain other things that you can control with how Pokemon learn moves but it is it is very random it and it makes for certain Pokemon that I would have never used uh previously uh became some of my favorites um favorites ever honestly um,
0: absolutely, great. yeah. It, 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 you get very like a- attached and reliant on very odd Pokemon. So in my my second playthrough, um, I pretty early on captured an explode, which yes. had Water Pulse and it had Extrasensory, which is like an eighty base power Psychic move and had a timid nature which is higher speed lower attack so it was a special attacking beast and it leveled up quickly because it was like one of those basic type pokemon and i leaned so hard on an exploud which i had never like you never really give thought to in a normal playthrough it's essentially eradicate of that generation
1: (laughs) yeah yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent i so i had a similar uh experience with um uh, on season two with, uh, was it Tangrowth? Yeah. Uh, I caught it. I caught a Tangela and it had really solid moves. Like it's just a really solid, um, it ha I had already had learned a grass move. It also had, um, ice, which was nice. Uh, and then some other stuff, but, um, man, I love this Pokemon now. Like it's, it's stats are so
0: good. Uh, and great. like the, the randomized, yeah. it, it, I almost, so, okay, I can only speak for myself. I felt that the randomized move run was easier than the first run.
1: I disagree Um, (laughs) very much Uh, because I, I lost, I lost a lot more Pokemon uh, on season two compared to season one. Mm -hmm. Um, my time was significantly more. I felt like I think I came in at like 26 hours or something like that. Uh, because for the for the, our listening audience, we we call it the Nuzlocke League because we play a Pokemon game with these Nuzlocke rules. But we have two separate competitions within that: a speed run portion. So out of everybody who participates who completes the Elite Four the fastest wins that portion. And then we take our surviving Pokemon uh from the Elite Four and we put them into Pokemon Showdown to do a round robin bracket mm-hmm. between all the, you know, uh surviving trainers and then have like a battle competition. Um so anyways,
0: and I know the two gym badges are given out for the victor of both those competitions.
1: Yes, yeah. So when you if you win the speed run or the battle competition, you become a gym leader and then you get a say in the next season. Like you get to pick a um a starter or make a rule or something like that. Jake, you're you're a uh a gym leader i think you're a twice oh yeah, uh, hold on let me check my lapel now. here
0: oh i got two gym badges in there how you're did that t- second one get there <laughs> you know what and and
1: now you've you've uh you've won both legs you've won both the battle and the speed competition so yes um, yeah my i was I, going for hate the it.
0: speed run on the first one so um one of the other big changes between the first and second season is we banned X items in the second season. And if anybody who's watched a Pokemon speed run or like has like played a good amount of it, you know that X items can be very impactful and very broken, but a little bit fickle, which is what happened in my first run where I was doing great with time, but severely underleveled and then my starter uh, in this run, who was a Hypno at this point, who was my main lead, got Crit, which ignores all of the defense bonuses I gave it with my X items, and it was yep. knocked out. And then I lost my four highest level Pokemon, huh. and I survived, which was almost worse, because then I had to start over. And like what yeah, we had yeah. done is there's like a one hour long penalty if you black out and have to restart. And that would yep. have saved me so much more time on like the speed run portion of it. But like when that happened, I'm like, alright, listen, I gotta I gotta recenter myself, I gotta remake a team, I gotta grind out good levels and like search all all the areas where I haven't caught Pokemon yet, and I gotta rebuild a team. And I had like the worst time but I was I was able to get together. Yeah, a, a fun a, like a good fun team, a controversial team. <laughs> yes, very con- a season Your season one
1: team was controversial. I had I had a similar thing happen to me in season two, where um, I I just kept losing very good Pokemon um to oh, I didn't know that this Pokemon would have that move. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. my dragon uh, against this type. Like, oh, I'm, that's a great Pokemon to have, right? Because dragon's just such good typing. Until somebody randomly has Avalanche, and you're like, ah, uh, yep.
0: shit. Yeah, like, you, have, you have no idea. I think exactly. we're um, self-destruct and explosion banned, or like... No, no, Because I never came across them.
1: I did. I lost the Pokemon oh, to an exploding no. Houndour. Oh it ex- no! <laughs> it, it was like, uh, it <clears throat> was like a surreal moment where I was like, I thought I found a good spot to level. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grind here. I'm gonna get because it was like it was a late part of um like right before victory road or something like that i was like mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna grind i'm gonna grind some level up, levels out here and then bam yeah i lost uh i don't remember who i lost but i, I lost somebody who was like not the backbone of my team you're know, not like the best man i had but like one of those ones where it's like god damn it <laughs> like mm-hmm. i would have yeah. loved to have that um i did not lose uh any legendaries like i did season one season one i had a celebi that i was like super duper jazzed about it had like a bunch. it had two different healing moves on it like it was great Ooh. um it's Celebi, you know juice stats
0: juice, um, so juicy
1: <laughs> i um i lost it season one while i was uh leveling it to like it was like a random just like something random and i wasn't paying attention you know Mm -hmm. you gotta
0: be paying attention during these because i i lost a mon or two during these runs of just like being absent-minded and then you remember like oh shit this is a nuzlocke
1: yeah exactly (laughs) it's it's the worst when you lose something i i did have moments that was like uh i lost the pokemon but it was worth it like i um what is the name of that pokemon it's was it Routes evolved form, the Fighting Glade. Psychic? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I lost my starter and a Magmar that had Flame Body. Um, I lost yeah, my starter, which was the um, Balloon. Was it Diflume or whatever? Uh, drift um, Bloom. Drift Bloom. bloom. Yeah. Yes. Um, I lost him, and then a uh, yeah a Magmar with Flame Body uh, Dang, to capture this rough. thing. So I named it Worth because <laughs> uh, it's wor- it's worth it and you know what it, this guy's. i know i'm like sport we haven't done the battle portion yet of i'm, this season, I'm so gonna I, I'm get spo-
0: destroyed in the battle portion so go nuts
1: <laughs> i'm I'm gonna go i'm gonna wreck i think I, I i i said this last time too that i thought i was gonna do really well and i did it but I, I have a very strong team like stats wise and just random moose set wise like here's mm-hmm. here's a fun one here's a really fun one hold on let me get it uh pull up the so i have an arbok Oh, um, okay. I have an Arbok, but this Arbok knows Sacred Fire.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> so good. And Sacred Fire
1: is attack, and it's Arbok's highest attack uh, stat. It's not. Um, it's like a, I don't it's like,
0: have... like a 30% chance to burn or something very high like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, I have like Sacred Fire, Iron Tail, Fly, and Ice Beam. Okay. <laughs> this fucking okay. Arbok. Like... It's like a fucking weird ass. I, and I, that's another thing where I never would use an Arbok. I don't think I've ever used an Arbok in my life, mm-hmm. but it, it knows sacred fire. Like, that's that's yeah. crazy.
0: You can't not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to, to talk about, just like with these Nuzlocke in general, I had a couple of like really cool emergent narrative stuff happen in season one that I, like, I haven't, I don't think I've told you this yet that I just think is super cool. Um, so my first encounter in the Safari Zone uh, was at uh, Season 1 with Sue Queen, you know, that legendary water dog, mm-hmm. which was, like, awesome, right? So got this awesome legendary dog. The next time that you fight uh, your rival uh, in that season, he had the electric legendary
0: Ooh, dog. Ooh, Raikou? W-
1: yeah, he had Raikou. So it was, like, such a, you know the i thought at least season one the rival was usually pretty strong was usually mm-hmm. a good yeah. battle right even at like the even the last fight with him was like was strong and not so much in season two but Agreed. but yeah i thought i thought that was such a fun moment where it's like ah i'm walking into to the rival fight with a new legendary and then he has the better typing against mine yeah walking into that <laughs> fight i thought that was really cool um Yeah, I had one more thing that happened that was pretty awesome. So, um, season one, I picked a starter of Mankey, which I named Danky. Uh, he got killed by a counter, uh, when I was fighting Koga. He had a slacking counter, killed him instantly. It was just like, oh, that sucks. Um, lost my starter, who, like, I loved, great Pokemon. Um, when I was able to surf again, I went back to Pallet Town to back to the home home base to catch the Pokemon that I could catch there. Mm-hmm. And the encounter that I had was a fucking Mankey.
0: Yeah, uh, they were it the was like, they were the tentacle of that of that randomization.
1: Yeah, yeah. It um it was it was like Danky's spirit reconnected with me and told <laughs> me it was okay. I, could move, I could move <laughs> can move. I can move on without
0: him. I forgive you. I can it wasn't let your go. Fault. <laughs>
1: It was incredible. It was moving, touching moment. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. I, I mean, the point I was going to make is that I, if you've played Pokemon games, if you've never Nuzlocke before, I highly recommend it because it makes the game so much more emotional and intense, and a whole lot more fun. Uh, a whole lot of fun. And uh, yeah, join the Nuzlocke League too. <laughs> yeah,
1: join our Nuzlocke League. We're probably gonna do it at least one more this year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping for sure so maybe two who knows um but yeah we can uh we'll add the deets in the uh, episode description about how you can uh join it's super fun so other than pokemon jake we've we've talked a lot about pokemon so far uh what other stuff have you been playing since we last recorded
0: so it's it's been a while and it was a very uh big month of may for video games so uh, a lot of long-time listeners will know I don't buy a whole lot of uh, like modern games uh, when they come out. Like I usually like wait a little bit for like a like a price cut, or I'm just like too busy like playing the same fucking games I've been playing for ten years that I just like don't pick up new stuff. But they were three hot and fresh out the kitchen releases that I was super jazzed about. <laughs> the first was of course the new Pokemon Snap. So ah yes, got the I like long long story short, I really did enjoy it. It gave me what I wanted, which was Pokemon Snap, but more um which was which was great i like I love pokemon snap i was I was very worried about the new release because it's just like it's such a one and a million game that they haven't like reproduced in any capacity at right. all. So, like, is, is my excitement for this 100% nostalgia-based, or was that actually a fun game that I liked playing? Um, it turns yeah. out it was a fun game I liked playing, and I, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, I, I played through the game. I beat it. Um, I was going to do a lot more of the, like, challenges of it, um, but then another game came out, so I got a bit distracted. But all in all, I, I did and do enjoy the new Pokemon Snap and I think like when I'm in the mood to play it again I am going to be very psyched to like go back into it go for some high score runs on um, levels or they have um like certain challenges where they'll give you like a vague hint of how you can set up like a cool picture and then yeah, yeah. we'll make a challenge out of it. And like that's that's going to be fun. It, it, it's it's it does what the first game does where it's a arcade get as high a points as you can, but like also it's kind of a puzzle in that you need to figure out how to manipulate the Pokémon to pose in right. the best way possible.
1: Sure. How long is it? Like how long did you spend with it before you stopped?
0: That I think from starting to play it to finishing the game was I went, i went i went i think i went fairly leisurely was probably like 8 to 10 hours and then yeah. i probably played another like 5 or so hours on top of that of just like going for going like for specific shots or just kind of like fucking around and exploring so like gotcha. i got a good amount of content out of that um mm-hmm. and i uh, more so than the first pokemon snap has of content <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean ten hours is more than I was expecting for for that game so that
0: might sweet. be that might be an overestimate uh that's that's that that's, that's my that's my liberal guess Because um, I feel like I played a lot of that for a lot of nights like that was like a solid like two weeks of like playing a good amount of that on 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 the reg so it, All it right. i got i definitely got my sixty bucks worth um if they had been releasing Pokemon Snap games like between this one and the first one, this game would have entirely disappointed because it doesn't do like anything new with the formula but since the formula is that one other game, it's like still good and still like fresh. Gotcha. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, but then uh, the other game that distracted me from from Pokemon Snap was uh, Resident Evil Village. Village which i wasn't um i was not going to get because i had i had no interest in playing uh, resident evil 7 bioshock the first person camera and like that style of of gameplay just has just so little appeal to me that okay. i skipped it and like didn't want to and i wasn't going to pick up this one and then my uh, lovely fiance said that uh she wanted to played the game with the big titty vampire in it yeah so... she wanted to get stepped on by the tall lady <laughs> so we picked it up and shit i had a good time um it is it's such a dumb dumb game it is we are one step removed of like that like first person resident evil franchise becoming resident evil six because it went oh. from it went re1 in like seven whereas like a mansion kind of like puzzle box style game to village which is essentially a remake of Resident Evil 4 in first person. So like if they make another one in the series it's just going to be like I'm sure it's going to be like entirely like bombast, you know, you're shooting zombies with rockets from a jet fighter kind of thing. Um I, but I, I I would love Resident Evil to turn more into like Final Fantasy, where
1: they just like slap the name on it, and it's like mm-hmm. I don't know, it's kind of in this universe. Well, see? You like these, like you kind of like these elements, don't you? Like, Resident
0: Evil Tactics. <laughs> yeah, like...
1: that's <laughs> actually you know what that's not the odd that's not a bad idea game. no that's the oddest uh idea for a tactics game but we can talk more about that in the e3 section actually um, i think
0: we might be thinking of the same thing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, resident evil village was it was a fun game um it's it is very like resident evil 4 vibes the The gameplay is solid. Uh, the environments are are spooky and cool. It's definitely more of an action game than a horror game, and yeah, a big a big vampire hat lady comes and tries to slice you up a bunch of times. And I didn't know this about the protagonist at Resident Evil Village, but I guess I have superpowers. I guess so, because <laughs> like a bunch of they, they hate they hate Ethan Winters so badly, like he has so much visceral bad shit happen to him that it's just it's so hard to watch sometimes (laughs) because it's just like give him a fucking break and then he just shakes it off and i'm like is he supposed to be okay with that and then like a cutscene injury like magically gets better i'm like okay i think he's got superpowers
1: yeah it's it's like uh fast and the furious you know you're just like you hand wave away any sort of major injury and sometimes death in the case of some characters
0: yeah yeah uh yeah yeah you're more right than you think (laughs) you're more right than you know Yeah, <laughs> uh, yep, but Village, yep, yep. fun time. Uh, Pokemon Snap gave me more hours of content on my first playthrough than Resident Evil Village that did. My completion wow, time really? For Village was um, a shade under seven hours, and huh. I wasn't like speed run strats through it. But I wasn't, I wasn't like taking too much of my time to explore around because on the normal difficulty you get pretty, pretty strong pretty quickly and hmm. i wasn't like having to scavenge around for ammo or anything like that. I was i was usually pretty much in the clear. Um i might play it i might play it on a higher difficulty. We'll see. Um no promises. <laughs> but then the king of replayed games. Uh-oh. Uh i picked up the mass effect remaster.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot we were going to talk about this. Yeah. So
0: so far um, I have completed Mass Effect One, and I am probably ten or so hours into Mass Effect Two.
1: I'm jealous.
0: <laughs> um, upon uh, re, I so Mass Effect One. I played that. I played that game so much. I've played uh, so much of Mass Effect One. And, you played
1: that game more than once, like all the way through. Oh yeah, I played no shit.
0: the shit out of that game. I played so much okay. Mass Effect One before Mass Effect Two came out. Um, oh, okay. I was I was nutso about that game. I thought um, you were about
1: to say you're like a Mass Effect One apologist, and you're like that game was great. I <laughs> like I that.
0: I was, and then I played it again recently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's,
1: not, it's not that great. It it it's is fine. A, a, it's an amazing world building experience. Yes. I'll say that. And then two is like, oh, this is a video game. Yeah. This is a fucking okay. video game. All right.
0: But I will say, I wish there were more skills and level-ups and unlocks in Mass Effect 2. Like, you level up so infrequently in those games, and, like, the bonuses are... They're, like, they're fine, but it's, like, if since it takes so long to level up, you'd, like... I wish there was a bit more that you got from it, or it just, like, it occurred more frequently. Um... And, like, I don't know. I like that. I like that you get new weapons all the time in Mass Effect 1, and you're always, like, sifting through to, like, figure out which one is the best. Um, I like a lot of the more RPG elements of the gameplay in Mass Effect 1, and I do miss those in Mass Effect 2. But all in all, the gameplay in Mass Effect 2 is a lot better.
1: <laughs> it's it's very fun. I have a lot of very fond memories of playing Mass Effect 2, um... Just that combat, like, I forever have this, like, gif in my mind of, I used, uh, I don't remember what the name of the class is, but the one that had, like, whatever, like, the force push was, and I... Yeah, the biotic. Yes. I clearly remember just, like, pushing a guy to the side, like, kind of, like, brushing him away with that move once, and having him fly off a level, (laughs) and it just being, like... The most amazing gameplay feeling, you know, Absolutely. it was great. Yeah, you're wasting yeah. your
0: time if you don't pick up the Bionic powers in Mass Effect Two and Three. It's so much. Yeah. It's so much more fun than any of don't, the other powers.
1: Don't use weapons. Don't, don't waste don't. your time.
0: Use space <laughs> yeah. magic to throw people off of cliffs.
1: <laughs> yeah, you need space magic. I mean, yeah, I I am looking forward to that. Might be one of the first games I um, jump into when I get my PC fixed. Hell that might yeah, be the first one.
0: Yeah, it's it's very it's those games are very fun. That world is very good. Um, I have encountered a lot, a lot of bugs. Um, Really, and it sucks. I had a side quest break in Mass Effect One. Whenever I tried to load the planet to get onto it, it would just give me a black screen indefinitely. I would be able to hear the audio, but it would just it would stay there. No no progress ever made. Never, uh, never be able to hundred percent that game. One out of ten, um, <laughs> but uh, but there are a lot of instances of getting caught in uh, geometry of the level. I mean, like save and re- or have to reload the last save. Um, a lot of just like graphical glitches, like clipping into things, and it it, it still happened in Mass Effect 2 Like I thought, like okay, maybe that's just like a thing of Mass Effect One. It was a game held together by duct tape and well wishes. Um, but they like had a more of a budget but there were a couple there's been a time where i got stuck in geometry and had to reload a save and there's been a decent amount of like graphical like weird clipping camera issues um in mass effect 2 as well as well and it's just it it sucks that on a remake (laughs) that they they that they put out there's still game breaking glitches um yeah It's it's not it's not cool like that's super not cool and I love the Mass Effect games so much and like I was going to buy that remaster like regardless because of how much I love the games but I just I shit I just like wish it was cleaner I I wish it was like polished up a bit better.
1: You left out a critical component. Um, Who'd you Mm -hmm. fuck?
0: Oh, uh, well, I'm so I'm playing. I am playing a female Shepard. So in my initial. Playthroughs of Mass Effect bar and I think maybe like one or two playthroughs of the first Mass Effect, where I'd like play a different character or like try some renegade options. Um, I had the same the same Shepard, Jake Shepard, who had. Um, I should have spent some more time in character creation in Mass Effect 1 when I was like 12 years old because this guy looked like a mess but he was my Shepard and I loved him and he was the nicest space boy he endorsed every single shop in the Citadel and I was Paragon (laughs) all the way 100% with this guy so for my current run I'm like I want to do Renegade and I want to play FemShep so FemShep as a uh, as a long term hot and cold relationship with Liara, uh, okay, of okay. course, because I'm basic. Um, <laughs> but I might I might you know I'm in Mass Effect two right now and I'm I might mess around with Garrus. I think he's a romanceable character. Oh, in, I think so too. And I think you know we might it, Liara's not really around as much in two, so Garrus is Miranda. present. Miranda. Oh my god. Miranda is so oh god. There's he's she's so cringe in like twenty twenty one. It's just like, oh god, like her character model looks so like a bad and plastic and she was like the horniest character when yeah. those games first came out, and it's so cringe now. I know. I can't <laughs> wait to re experience uh just
1: You're right. Because isn't her whole thing like she's genetically designed to be hot? Her whole thing is to be like, hey, I'm just like a fuck machine. You know, like that's like the entirety of her character. And so, or at least that's how they set her up. Like she, yeah. she actually pays off because, like, I did that romance option. I remember when I played it uh, back in the day, and it pays off. She actually, it's like, she's a good character. Yeah. I like, I like Miranda.
0: There's she's no, right. there's sorry, there's few bad characters in Mass Effect. A lot of them are very well thought out and like given a lot of good depth.
1: Who would you say? Uh, is your favorite from like from Mass Effect One and Two? Just pick.
0: That I love I love character. Morton. I love Mort- your little Morton's old Salarian friend Morton. He's oh, it's just like his uh, his like specific like character and like trauma and like how he addresses it in this story is just so so good. I love him so much.
1: Yeah, I I really he's great. He's great. Garrus is great. Um, I really like Tali. Mm-hmm. Tali's fun. Tolly's really fun.
0: Tali was um, uh, Jake Shepard's main squeeze.
1: Yeah, her her whole thing with like she can't take off the mask or whatever It's just it's it's interesting and like their their and, like, civilization race, so good. Yeah, yeah, like their whole backstory and like culture. Is World fascinating. building
0: is so nuts. It's so it's good. fascinating.
1: I also really like what, I can never remember the name. So Mass Effect Two mm-hmm. is it like the get the Roboc character was it like oh, Horde? Legion. Legion. Yeah, yeah. I really like Legion too. Legion's I think Legion's is, Legion's very interesting. Make like, the I'm death like, a lot more
0: interesting, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, like I I think every character in Mass Effect 2 is good. I remember I did every loyalty mission, all of mm-hmm. those characters were good, you know?
0: Yeah. Like when you get to spend time with them and like dedicated questing about like personal things for them and you let Bioware like do their thing and make some characters. Yeah, they're going to knock it out of the park every time.
1: Yep, yep. Or Bioware of Old, at least. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's no Anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Or Andromeda. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Now we're just kicking while we're down. That's mean. (laughs) Hey, there
0: is a Mass Effect 4, right? So who knows? Maybe they'll be able to pull that out.
1: I I want every video game to be good. You know? Oh, yeah, of course. I want every video game to be good, but you do have to call video games out when they're not good.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, well uh, what, what, you mean, what have you been playing, Tony? So
1: I haven't been playing a ton of different stuff. Like, I play a lot of Smash, as always, but um, yeah, with my computer being down, I've been kind of forced to play more stuff on the Switch. And I only have, like, really two games I want to talk about. Uh, the first is this game that me and you played, Jake, called Cave Blazers. Um, I've actually played a lot of this game um, as yeah, of Yeah, you've been playing um, it some more? Yeah, I think it's neat. Like, it's it's a roguelite-like Spelunky. Like, imagine Spelunky-like, um, not necessarily graphics, because these are more like, pixelated, but a similar kind of, here's a randomized cave that you're working through that has tons of enemies explosions secrets to find within the the map before moving on to the the next level bosses to vanquish you know an inventory to manage that kind of stuff um yeah, it's it's really it's really cool. Um, you have like a melee attack and usually a ranged attack. You also have uh, a magic slot where you can you know, pick up an item for that. Uh, Equipable rings. You can you also get like blessings that are kind of like boons from Hades, um, and those are kind of the, kind of randomly strewn throughout the level. Um, the other thing that this game does is uh, there's like a perks system. You start every kind of run with a perk, and you can kind of pick from this big list that you unlock over time. That really kind of shape how your run turns into. You know, like you can mm-hmm. change your starting weapons with that, but you can also just get like kick-ass buffs, like
0: um, yeah, the one that I've. It's a lot like a Wizards of Legend.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, I love, like, this is, this game reminds me a lot of Wizards of Legend, but it's, but more that spelunky, like, deep yeah. diving, uh, as opposed, to, like, Wizards of Legend is more, like, super actiony y, um, uh, combat fo- focus. This one is more, like, spelunking, kind of. Um, but it's, it's really neat. I think the game is really neat. Uh, like, you have a melee attack that, that rain, like, you're, you couldn't shoot your bow, uh, kind of, in, uh, full, uh, you know 360 degrees around you um it, it's fun it's really fun uh yeah that was a very
0: solid game really fun co-op i love i love when roguelikes or something like that has a co-op function
1: yeah i like these these are my type of games you know wizard of legend uh, children of morta you know like i i love these type of games and, and this is a good one i like how there is um different modes in it as well like we found a wave based more combat oriented mode um mm-hmm. that was fun that you have like different uh, uh loadouts that you can set up to see how far you can get in this like kind of endless wave type uh, mode uh it was on sale on switch so i bought it when you were here so we could play and then i just noticed um the sale is probably over with now but it was like 99 cents on steam oh, so shit. i bought it i bought it on steam as well um even without a working computer uh because there is a four player mod on Steam oh, which I think that could good. be super fun like a four player dungeon run like that would yeah. be super fun. Um so yeah I want to I want I want to try that out again once I have the PC uh, up and running. Um but yeah that game is called Cave Blazers. Um yeah that game's fun. It's uh, nice. Uh the other game I've been playing uh and i just want to shout it out because this, this game's great it's called moving out oh um, yeah it's like it's a, it's a fun party game i think this we also played this together when we you did were here. yeah um so it's a four person moving game where um it's kind of like overcooked right mm-hmm. where uh you have four players trying to 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 collectively complete a bigger task, whereas in Overcooked you're trying to cook all this food, in this you're trying to move furniture into a moving van. But like Overcooked, this game is super wacky and silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're throwing beds out windows into the truck. You're uh, there's live animals running around that you're trying to throw into a truck. Um, you're throwing your friends into a truck. Uh, it's great. It's it's uh, it's one of my favorite party games lately. Um, it's easy to pick up and play, and it's just it's just fun. It's just a fun wacky game.
0: Um, it's so like there's so many like just fun little touches in that game where it's like very frantic. Move as fast as you can, so you're just like jumping through windows and throwing mm-hmm. stuff down ramps. It's very it's very kinetic and just trying to get that, like, last piece of furniture in there and, like, time the throw so you can get it as high as possible. Oh, great. It's So it's great chaotic fun. Um, It is very much, like, Overcooked, but I I enjoy it more. I think it's a, it's a bit more, uh, like, I don't know, tactile.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I like how you uh, – I like your use of the word kinetic because I, I agree it's a very kinetic game. And I feel like Overcooked, the – the big like dopamine hit like the, the the loop that feels really good is like when you complete a level right like you you're able to like sustain the franticness of that and i feel like there's more moments over the course of a uh moving out level where you get a mm-hmm. similar rush like that like a good well-timed throw of a bed where you get it like in the back corner of the moving truck on top of a bunch of stuff it's like that shit ain't moving and it's not taking up it's like taking up space correctly you know like because part of the game is like organizing the movie truck too you know it's not just throwing items into this you know basket and then like once it's done it's done it's you have to load it into a truck correctly for it to close up and move out you know um so it's like there's there's so many more like awesome moments where i feel like the gameplay just like is rewarding and it just makes you want to keep coming back to it it also um you know since it's a co-op game it it makes for very fun situations where you're yelling across the room hey help me with this bed grab this other thing over here come over here wait are you talking to me no you over here you know like <laughs> you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um which is great i love it it's I, I love it so yeah it's uh moving out as the it's the other game
0: yeah fantastic fantastic co-op game
1: yes yes yes
0: um so
1: want to talk about e3 i would love to talk about e3 so e3 happened a bunch of video games are talking about or like whatever e3 is because there's was wait there was also summer game fest mm-hmm. right there's like jeff Keighley's summer games fest and then there's also like i think steam also had their own separate event microsoft technically i guess was a part of e3 but um <laughs>
0: Yeah, Nintendo did their own thing. Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct, yeah.
1: Yeah, Sony didn't have anything directly. Um, They're the only ones that kind of sat this week out. It was more like a stretched-out week with various streams, with loose associations with E3, it feels like. Mm. But yeah, video games. Video games happened.
0: Like, I don't mind how it went this year, because I was never one to watch the presentations i would just read the articles afterwards and get the updates there so i think it being a like a streamed thing made it much more streamlined because like, i watched the nintendo direct and i mean it's like a quick 30 minute presentation that i could just skip around in a little bit here and there is a lot more digestible than like a two three hour like presentation or like for different sub developers or like specific games or whatnot like i i yeah like if for my consumption of e3 this was perfect
1: yeah it um i don't know i i want to go to a physical e3 one day i love the idea of going to like video game conventions um it it, uh i would love to be a part of that at some point but uh i don't think it's gonna happen (laughs) Anytime soon, maybe next year. Maybe our, next
0: our year. press badges keep getting lost in the mail. I think.
1: I know. I think the I think the dog ate them. <laughs> 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 um, so I've got a couple of bullet points here that I wanted to to mention.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hit you gonna, with them.
1: I'm just gonna go rapid fire here. Jump in where you where you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, first, Kazuya from Tekken in yes.
0: Smash. Yes, mm.
1: dude. Dude, I. I'm so spoiled with Smash Brothers. All of these DLC characters that are from other fighting games, they keep picking my main. Right?
0: Uh, you got like, Terry from King of Fighters.
1: <laughs> Ken Masters was always like my main in Street Fighter. <laughs> Terry Bogard always my main in any uh, King of Fighters game. And now Kazuya, who is my main in every Tekken game. Like it's it's
0: What a great absolutely. what a great poll to get from Tekken cuz it's like a known character but like
1: And and Bandai Namco has done a lot of work on Smash Brothers. I mean, they did a lot of work on Smash 4 and they did a lot of work on on this game, Smash Ultimate. So like mm. they were they were due another character cuz you know Pac-Man is is Bandai Namco too. Um but this is um this is really cool. I like I like it a lot. Um I am very curious to see how he controls. Same, um,
0: so curious.
1: But like I, I love this character. I absolutely love this character. So I'm I'm excited. Very excited for that. Yes, um, more
0: Tekken in Smash Bros. I love Tekken. Deuce, yeah, more
1: Tekken. How about that? Just more <laughs> Tekken. Um next point. Uh dude, Mario Party Superstars. Like I'm I'm down for the return of this as long, your big caveat, as long That's, as yeah. the original mechanics of those old levels remain, right? Mm-hmm. I um I do not like the newest Mario party. I played the with you. Uh, Big letdown. That, that game's not good. That ge- It's like at its core, the core like boards that were part of that experience were not fun. It was, it was, it was not fun at all. Mm-hmm. So if, if they are just kind of remaking these levels in the same template that the newest Super Mario party is, um, I will be disappointed, but eternal optimist, I would love to play, uh, some of those old levels from I Mario Party. Good,
0: I want a good Mario Party. Mario Party is such a good party game. It's it's make a it's good a one. Bu- a good it's, a one. Bu- it's a fun. Make a good
1: modern It's a fun bullshitting game. You know it's. I doesn't. I like games to play with friends that are not super into video games. Like yeah. that is what I like to play, and Mario Party has been like was that so much when I was a kid, and I, I would love to relive some of that. You know, um, the other thing that i would like this is not a good segue i was gonna say (laughs) something about uh reliving coming back from the dead is metroid dread oh yeah Um,
0: this is on my list too
1: yeah this looks cool like i i'm coming around on it like we've played enough like 2d metroids at this point where i'm like familiar enough with the systems and like the way those games play and they're fun they're really good So a new one of those sounds okay to me. You know, it looks a lot like Shadow Complex to me. Yeah, Um, that's the vibe I
0: was getting from it too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it, it doesn't look like um, amazing fidelity or crazy graphics. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of like the way the sprites from the older GBA games uh, looked instead. But like whatever, new two D like a new Metroid, and it's a it's Metroid Five. Yeah. So they, they put the number on it. So that's i think that's fun they're think, saying it's the conclusion of the metroid whatever like this arc oh, which okay great i think this Move is on.
0: the the first like true like metroid fusion i believe was the like last yes. canonical game yes this, okay. is, this is a sequel cool. to Metroid Fusion. i am fusion. i'm pretty jazzed about that uh like that story conti- continuation
1: Metroid Fusion was great. Go back and love. listen to our episode on that mm, game. Such um, a good that game. Game's, such a that good game's episode. super fun. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, next on my list stranger of paradise a final fantasy origin so this is mm-hmm. the um final fantasy game being made by i think it's team ninja it's like a souls like e-game but with final fantasy stuff apparently where it sits in the timeline is like final fantasy one so like warriors of light Ooh, uh, time okay. period um i it looks angsty and weird and, and kind of dumb story-wise to, so to be frank. like
0: final fantasy <laughs>
1: Yeah. um <laughs> yeah but but the combat looks really good the combat looks mm-hmm. really really fun I there's a demo right now uh that you can play I don't know how long it's up for um uh, but there is a demo uh it it launched broken but I think it's playable now but I, I I hope I get a chance to play it it looks it looks dope I I like I like um <laughs> I like character action games uh in in theory and then i
0: end up not (laughs) liking them so often so oftentimes but i'm
1: I'm excited for this one
0: like Um, seeing team ninja do a souls like i think is interesting enough
1: right and i think it's the same team that did like neo one and two or something like that or there's like a lot of people from that game or maybe i'm making that up i don't know i'm i'm gonna stop talking because i don't know what i'm talking about um (laughs) next game on my list contraband now contraband it was just a like uh, reveal trailer I guess but it played mm-hmm. uh, one Steely Dan uh, was the background uh, of that trailer which I Steely Dan's great uh, but it's like an open world uh, co-op game I think it's like kind of heist based it's made by Avalanche you're the guys who did like the just cause games yeah. so like I, yes please I mean yes. <laughs> I'm the vibe I got from that trailer even though there was no gameplay not a lot of anything just seeing the words on the screen like the combination of words that they showed us in the the vibe of that trailer mm-hmm. i'm sold i'm in uh yeah. uh next on my list is a game called 12 minutes um this is like an annapurna release so kind of artsy fartsy but um it's this game has been floating around for years i think there was like a big trailer either last year or two years ago um it looks like it's going to be just like a fun experience of a game. But mm-hmm. listen to this cast: Jake, Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy, William Defoe. Oh, like that's oh. that's your cast of a video game. Like <laughs> hell yes, William
0: Ryuk himself.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. It should be good. Next on my list, I'm sure this is on yours as well: Halo Infinite
0: yes dude it, it looks so that multiplayer good it looks... Looks so, oh my god it's just like that it hits me exactly in my like nostalgic heart is that like that multiplayer looks so it... like crisp and yes. like it does everything from every halo game that you've ever loved online and just l- l- throws it all in there in yeah. chaos it... and loving glory it
1: it looks like they're returning to a lot of the systems that I really, really liked from Halo reach, at least mm. like in progression. It's like, Hey, if you get this cosmetic unlocked, it's cause you fucking earned it. You know, like you did this achievement and got this cool thing. And from the things that they're saying after, after that multiplayer trailer dropped, um, it's, I'm very excited for, for what this is. They also announced that it's free to play. You know, the multiplayer component is free to play. So uh, for me for me that makes me very happy because there will always be people playing halo like now once this game comes out that means whenever i feel like playing halo there will be a user base for it. i can always get a game and that i'm very excited by that um, proposition you know mm-hmm. um there's there's not a lot else that hits me in the right that scratches the itch that a halo does and i'm i'm ready for it man i'm ready to to, to play that game a lot Can't <laughs> wait. um oh next game mm-hmm. shredders this is uh it's a snowboarding game they showed it during the xbox uh, bethesda showcase uh oh. i i like snowboarding games like i i've tried most of them um i'm always ready for like a a cool new snowboarding game and this one looked tight so i'm I'm into it all Uh, right (laughs) other one replaced it's like a 2d pixel synth wavy looking game i don't know it's just another like vibe that i'm super into Mm -hmm. um this thing didn't really show um at least i didn't see like an announcement trailer i just saw an article about this but doki doki literature doki doki literature club plus um which is a console version of this awesome horror game that i played uh, and talked about a couple years ago um i have no idea how they're going to make this work on the console on like a lot of levels there are things fundamentally about the way doki doki literature club works um that are like you have to have a pc for it like it's literally part of um the story and like i don't want to give anything away but that that is a game that does a lot of neat tricks uh, Mm -hmm. because it is a computer game um i have no idea what they're gonna do with a console release of this like it's gonna it's gonna be interesting i know that so i'm willing to give it a shot um
0: yeah I, i so i mean doki doki literature club was a game that was obviously made with a lot of like passion and like a small team and like somebody who wanted to do something new and like disturbing and like this was the right time and the right medium to do it with and it sort of went viral and became a big thing and I would hope that like that initial sort of sense of why the game Doki Doki was made in in the first place would like translate to them being like okay we've been able we've been like given this great chance to like remaster and like remake and Put on a different platform this like great game, and I would hope that they like take the chime to really yeah like you're saying utilize that platform and what it does versus what a PC does because yeah, there's a lot of PC specific horror there.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very excited for what that could be. Um, Jake, my last bullet point yep. uh, is probably my the coolest thing that, that that I saw at the show or the thing that got me the most hype um it
0: was Elden Ring surprise Yeah. Yeah, we were chatting about this not too long ago.
1: Yeah, like when you were here right before the show um uh before the showcase uh, or before E3 I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about like what what Elden Ring might be or what what could what we think, you know, yeah. of that game. And I was very surprised by how many colors uh I saw in that that trailer you know the the worlds of from software games are usually so dour you know lack of color very um dreadful you know uh that's just kind of how that's the vibe they go for right like gothic horror Mm -hmm. um and elden ring looks like it has some of that but it has the like whimsy of a big fantasy world as well Mm -hmm. um a lot of the monsters that they showed were just very um, unique, very yeah. unique looking, and like I, I have no idea what the systems of that game are going to be like, and like what the different classes are going to be, and how the open world is what structured. What this horse is I've, doing. Yeah, like there's, like, there's so many question marks. You know, um, I'm glad that trailer was a gameplay trailer in the sense of, like, showing what it, it will look like to swing a sword and, like, you know, do mm-hmm. things in that game. I'm glad that that's there. But I have so many questions about how this game is structured, and I'm I'm just so curious. And like I said, that world
0: looks very inviting. To it's me. giving me um, some Shadow of the Colossus vibes.
1: Yeah, that's, um, it's it's like it's like a burst of color was given a shadow of Colossus mm-hmm. because like I, like some of the vivid greens and blues that I was seeing in that trailer. is like, dude, you don't see this in a dark souls or a demon souls, or at least maybe I haven't played those games enough to see when it gets like that. But like, I think this game is very intentionally kind of brighter mm-hmm. and more like, uh, welcoming, uh, at least to me, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I get that sense from it too. And it looks yeah. interesting. I'm I'm curious to learn more about that game and to uh maybe maybe probably eventually at some point play it.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh what what else uh what else do you think was cool from E3?
0: So, uh one of the, like the bigger uh, trends i noticed so uh, i mean first of all uh, age of empires 4 all all civilizations have been announced and details have been given i am very excited to play it and um, i'm excited for the the new factions to be released in age of empires 2 i love that it's still getting supported and that's going to be a whole lot of fun but it was um cool to see that like age four um and a lot of other microsoft games i think pretty much like every other microsoft game is going to be day one released on game pass too and Uh, i i'm so thrilled that that seems to be the path that they're pursuing because i it's i'll just keep having game pass like game pass is a great service and being able to get like day one releases of games is gonna make it even so much more worth it and uh i'm just super super psyched about that and yeah um yeah
1: i was actually just talking to a buddy today about it and i was like you know there's there's not a lot of things i can uh like universally recommend you know when it comes to like video games when it comes to like technology or just like most things there's i usually have a caveat or two to say about something game pass is one of those things i don't like i don't where's the downside like it doesn't it's not that expensive. You get so much content out of it. And you know, it it allows you to play games that you may otherwise not play and you get a great experience out of it. You know, like I, I I've talked about this before, like that that very same thing happening where like, hey, I never would have played this game. I played on King Pass and wow, this is great. Like, uh was it Battle Chef Brigade? Mm-hmm. Uh that that cooking slash puzzle game uh always heard about it never had the opportunity to to play it and i didn't want to just buy it sight unseen unseen on steam so i played it through on game pass and it was delightful i loved it you know like ugh, game pass so great
0: very good hell yeah. yeah
1: and it's uh yeah it's all microsoft first party titles mm-hmm. are um day day one on game pass yeah, so,
0: yeah i got i got a fresh spanking new pc that's in the mail too so i'm uh be able to oh, play those yeah. modern games and everything on more hell than yeah. ultra low setting <laughs> did you get right right i'm so yeah. i'm so excited to boot up baldur's gate 3 because of my oh, current computer yeah. i play it at like complete potato quality and just to be able to like see the textures in that game will be very nice yeah. Um, yeah, another yeah. game. I've, I'm genuinely excited for it, but I mostly wanted to bring it up because it is a very good title, which is Advanced Wars Reboot Camp.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> Reboot a, Camp I, is a
0: very fun. It's a very fun title. <laughs> I, <laughs> and like, I love. I love know. the Advanced Wars game. I never played Advanced Wars one. Um, I played two. I like two a lot. Uh, yeah, I'll get. A, I'll get a remaster of those two. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And then I. Very much would love to hear your thoughts on Breath of the Wild too. Okay. um,
1: That was the biggest shrug of the show for me. Like, meh. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Like, oh, cool. They showed us that Link has, like, slightly longer hair. And that he's going to have different abilities. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, I i tried to go down a rabbit hole yesterday looking at like fan theories like what are people saying about what this means from the game like what's what's a trailer uh breakdown look like Mm -hmm. and everything they said has not felt believable at this point like i don't i I, the wildest theory i saw was that you're actually playing young ganondorf and you're not playing link (laughs) which um that's dumb (laughs) definitely not happening um (laughs) but um i it's gonna be fine i'm excited for it whenever that game comes out i'm gonna get it yep so i i don't need to see much else um yeah what about you what did you think
0: uh like, yeah, same thing. It, it looks cool, but it was just also sort of okay, yeah, this isn't there's not like a whole lot here. Um I I'm more curious about what they're going to do that's new because so much of what made Breath of the Wild one so good and like so difficult but so rewarding about learning the world was getting to know the systems and the enemy patterns and types and whatnot. And it looks like there's a lot of that that's being reused so is it going to be like a huge advantage for veteran players of the first game coming in um or is there going to be like some you know some shake to it that still will give it that 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 fresh that fresh feeling but um i'm i don't know i am very
1: curious uh what they do about weapon durability Mm. i am of the the mind of that with breath of the wild that uh weapon durability in that game is fine you know Mm, i don't think it's i i don't hate it but you know what i don't love it either you know i would not put that in uh the the category of things i like about breath of the wild that's like things i tolerate about that game you know um so i'm curious what they do there um i think it would be neat if they gave you more like built-in powers like you you know you have the state stasis the, the magnet you know all those other powers um the bombs that's like reusable infinitely right Mm -hmm. um i hope they give you more of those and some of them they're a little bit more um easy to apply to combat regularly like if you're gonna keep weapon durability i'm fine with that but i need to have something that i can fall back on in the case i run into an area and i'm not fully prepared i don't want to just die and say okay i'm just gonna have to do something else you know like i would rather have like give me something that i could at least have a fighting chance you know yeah
0: Um, so i don't know i mean i don't mind the weapon durability it's it's i think it's just more of an annoyance than anything like i get why it's there and like it makes sense why it's there in that you need to like cycle through weapons and like keep a store pile on you, but like they break so frequently that it's just it's just kind of like a pain to switch to a new one when it breaks, or like to carry enough so you have the elemental effects that you need. It's it's not bad. It's 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 a fine system that's there because it needs to be. But there were just like some, I think, some shortcomings in the the game itself that made it a bit annoying. But yeah, I hope. I hope it's still there and they just have some other means of giving you more to do with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, the thing that I was really expecting them to show was something co-op. I like, I don't know why I'm so like dead set on that being a thing in this game. Um, I I don't know why I have that just, I I have such a strong urge that that's something Mm -hmm. in this game. Um, But they're not really showing things to to really lead me in that direction other than just, like, they keep showing Zelda. I bet she does something, you Mm. know? Uh, Right. (laughs) But it looks cool. Like, whatever.
0: It's going to be a day one buy. Um, Expect to see it on my most anticipated games for 2022 list.
1: (laughs) Right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Zelda is like a couple other games that i i could say that i'm gonna play it like i it doesn't matter mm-hmm. doesn't matter what what comes up it's it's almost like our conversation about hades last year during game of the year it was like it's such a no duh yeah that's game of the year we've already we've talked about it at length of how much we love it it's
0: like mm-hmm.
1: it's known you know <laughs> like i'm going to buy breath of the wild 2 shocker right <laughs> <laughs> No way. Hey. <laughs> Any anything else uh from E3, buddy?
0: Uh no that that was the last thing I had. I also had uh Metroid Dread and uh Elden Ring on there too.
1: Yes. Um Yeah I it was a good show. I think Nintendo did a good job. I like their strategy of saying like, hey, all the games we're announcing right now are coming out like either this year or early next year. Mm-hmm. Like, I, You can only count maybe three, four, maybe five um, games that were slated for 2022. 20, uh, Most of it's like, hey, this comes out next month or this comes out October, mm-hmm. t- you know, holiday. Uh, I love that strategy from Nintendo. Um, but... I think you're right you brought this up when we we're talking about microsoft bethesda it, they made such a strong case for game pass mm-hmm. you know um it's i i loved it it was great it was great
0: oh i did have uh one last note here yes. uh the little the little zelda game and watch thing's a little cool <laughs> you know what
1: i it's a little cool i kind of <laughs> want that as like a novelty <laughs> But like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. the The world we fucking live in today. It's gonna gonna be. It's gonna be impossible to find them. If you want one, not uh, from uh, a store, like if you're trying to like scalp it, it's gonna be like four thousand dollars. It's gonna be. Yeah. I hate it. I hate the world we live in. When When it when it comes out,
0: I'll check it out. I would. I would pick that thing up. I would pick that thing up if I could get it at launch.
1: I know exactly where it would sit on my desk right now and I would use it as a clock. I know yeah. exactly what... I like. I know where what to do with it. And the fact I could pick it up and say, hey, I've never played Zelda 2 before. And then <laughs> I'll play it for like two seconds and be like, this is why. This is why <laughs> I haven't played this game. <laughs> oh. uh,
0: I mean, I'm glad we had the exact same thought on that thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um i guess it's gonna take us into like the last bit of the show here where we do a little wrap up um want to talk about kind of like what's next and uh what to expect for like the rest of the year i guess so i believe next weekend we're going to record our next like regular episode mm-hmm. uh castlevania order of ecclesia with uh, special guest nate uh that should be a fun one uh after that we we're trying to do like five or six more episodes that'll take us you know two next year so trying to do like once a month maybe we'll do a little bit more but i'm like probably like five or six is what i want to say out loud <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, yeah yeah and then the other thing and i w- want to hype it up now or at least again another thing let's, let's say it out loud. put it in your
0: calendar <laughs>
1: uh next 24 hour stream is gonna be in november tentatively we're thinking the fifth which is also happened to be my birthday and i think that's a saturday so what a better way to celebrate a birthday is with a a 24 hour stream hell yeah Uh,
0: i can't think of a better way
1: i think that'd be really fun we we haven't nothing is set in stone but we want to we want to make the 24 hour stream an annual thing yeah i have some ideas for fun prizes incentives um but i think it would be fun to you to have our audience like pitch ideas you know like what do you want to see in this stream i think for sure we have to do another ring fit i think like, mm-hmm. that was a really that was a really fun part last year was the ring ring fit adventure um bucks for squats you know
0: um
1: gotta Squat, have that squats
0: for tots <laughs> squats
1: squats for tots <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that but like it it would be fun to have some audience uh i guess uh suggestions for kind of segments we could do during the uh the stream but yeah like that's the that's the intention is to do another 24-hour charity stream here in a couple months absolutely Um, so yeah that's that's everything hey i like that game yeah so check
0: check your feeds you'll get another episode up there before before too long sorry about the little hiatus uh Computer issues come for us all. Compu-
1: you know what? It's crazy. Uh, computer issues—they happen, and then it turns out, uh, like owning a home, there's like <laughs> way more stuff to do. Like, it's yeah, like, <laughs> it's like a lot of responsibility.
0: <laughs> ah, who'd have thunk? <laughs> Who, who'd have thought? But you have anyway. a very, a very nice house, sir. Oh, oh,
1: stop it. And the address is five five (laughs) four.
0: Suck my butt road.
1: (laughs) It's funny. They don't want to bring us mail. All right. Well I I think I think we've had enough. So
0: um as always,
1: live life passionately.
0: Love each other unconditionally.
1: And play video games. Good night everybody. Um You know one thing we didn't do? It's yeah. like fucking socials and all that shit. Oh,
0: uh yeah. You can you can email us at hey like hair at gmail You can tweet us at like that game. You can find our Facebook page, just search Hair hey Like That Game Podcast. And uh Twitch we also, Twitch Hey I Like That Game at twitch.tv.com. Something like slash that. Gov. <laughs> slash gov Slash <laughs> gov? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a very intense domain.
1: find my only fans at wait
0: suck my butt
1: <laughs> wait yeah i was gonna say what would i hey i like that game only fans be like oh <laughs> uh, man hey i like Seriously. that wang hey i like that wang <laughs> Des- cut print ship
0: oh boy <laughs> That was fun! Oh, that was a fun one. Oh, jeez.